This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Chaffet, along with my good friend, Don Artemis. Artie, how are we doing, my friend? Good, 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 good. It's good to see you. We're uh, recording on a Saturday morning for the first time in a long time. It's been a long time since we recorded on a Saturday. So uh, at the time of this recording, college football is actually officially back. We get our first couple of college football games today. And uh, from here on out, it's football, baby. It's, it's, it's football season. We're in the thick of it. Let's get it going. Let's ride. Yeah, for sure. And, and we may do a, a little bit of a gambling segment here at the end, depending on how much time we have left. But Artie, I mean, it, it's we're one week away. One week away officially from East Carolina football being back. Yep. Being back. And, and I, I always think about when we're about 100 days out from – college football season it's like oh man we're so far away and then it just gets there and And then out of nowhere it's like okay it's week zero yeah got navy notre dame and dublin today 230 uh i think what san jose state and usc also usc play today so a couple couple ranked teams playing today um yeah i mean overall not not a not a terrible college slate for for week zero, yeah. Artie, um, I mean, just looking at it, the for college football this week, I mean, Navy Notre Dame tonight or this afternoon at two thirty, like I yeah. said, the San Jose State USC tonight. That's at uh, eight o'clock. The Thursday night game is going to be good. The Thursday, yeah, I mean, there's going to be several Thursday night games that. Are pretty good. I mean, you got NC State, UConn, Florida, at U- uh, Florida at Utah. Mm-hmm. You got UAB taking on North Carolina A and T. Yeah. So I mean, not so. You got some decent, decent games going on Thursday night. Um, but today, I mean, Jacksonville State playing in their first FBS matchup. Not since they've since they've jumped up. Uh, an interesting one tonight, UMass at New Mexico State. <laughs> you laugh, you laugh, but the, the, I mean, I always, I always feel like that matchup. They, I think they played last year also. That's an interesting matchup because is New Mexico State are they still independent? I, I, I have no idea. I honestly don't even know. They're, they're the Aggies, right? New Mexico State Aggies, something like that. I, I don't know. UMass yeah, just do away with football entirely. I don't even understand why they still. To have a football department. Uh, Hawaii at Vanderbilt. Mm, that's a weird one. Well, Vanderbilt traveled to Hawaii last year. Oh. Uh, FIU at Louisiana Tech. So some some pretty good. Uh, and then Ohio State or Ohio and then San Diego State playing tonight. 
So some some pretty interesting matchups. That that's the beauty of, of the first several weeks of college football. You get all these non-conference matchups. Yeah. Some of them are interesting. Some of them shout out to the Sickos committee. I mean, if if you're following them on Twitter, you know you gotta be you gotta be a sicko to watch some of these some of these uh games. I mean, if you're up tonight at 9 p.m. Watching FIU at Louisiana Tech, you're a sicko. Yeah, you're a sicko. You're just obsessed with college football. And hey, we're here for it. We're here for it. But Artie, it's been a week since since I saw you. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm in, I'm in good spirits, like you mentioned. One week away from ECU football, I will have the honor and the privilege of actually being in Ann Arbor a week from now. So the excitement is unreal. Just absolutely unreal. For sure. And uh, when, when are you traveling up to, to Michigan? We are leaving Friday morning. So we're actually going to drive up there. Um, it's not just to get a car last minute. We're going to drive up Friday morning. Um, since it is Labor Day weekend, I completely forgot that we both have Monday off as well. So I think we're just going to make a whole little long weekend trip of it. Get up there Friday. Going to get a – or I already have a hotel. So at the Westin um, in Detroit. And then go from oh, Detroit to Ann Arbor. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't do nothing small time now. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it big. And then uh, popping over here. Yeah, I think I think we'll 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 definitely spend all day in Ann Arbor Saturday, go to the game, probably get some food afterwards. Um, you know, walk around campus because I've never actually walked the campus, so I want to see that. Uh Sunday we'll probably just hang out in Detroit and then probably come back Monday. Nice, nice. Glad to hear it. Artie, number 59, episode 159. Do you have one for me? Do you know what, man? Just off the top of the dome. I do have one. This this might be chalk, but this is one of my favorite guys, just because I just think he's a, he's an ultimate pro. Uh, Luke Keekley, Carolina Panthers linebacker. Mm. I think I did Thomas Davis last week, so I'm keeping with my trend of Panthers greats and Panthers linebackers. So 59, Luke Keekley. I think he went to like four or five straight um, Pro Bowls or six straight Pro Bowls or something like that. He was like first team All Pro three or four times straight. Retired super early. I mean, he still had a, a good six, seven years left of, of like prime football. But uh, those hits, it take a toll on you. So he retired super early. But when he was playing, he was the absolute best linebacker in the, in the game. So shout out Luke Keekley, number 59. I think this is a good time to remind people that uh, fuck Boston College. <laughs> That's right. He did go to BC. Uh, all right. I got one. It's, it's not chalk, but – if you're a Hurricanes fan, it may be chalk. If you if you're a Hurricanes fan that has followed the team for a long time, at least dating back to the the 0506 Cup run, um, you you know this guy. He he was kind of the meat and potatoes guy. He he doesn't really move the needle, but he had a decent career. Ultimate teammate. Small guy, small body, 5'10". I believe he was like 181 pounds. Yeah, 5'10", 181. Um, from Fraser, Michigan. So an American boy. Uh, Chad LaRose played eight years in, in the NHL, 508 games. Had 85 goals, 95 assists. I mean, he, he was your depth guy, but everybody loved him. Everybody still loves him in Carolina. Um, one, of, one of my favorite players growing up. I'm, I say that about every player. There, there's a couple that I, I don't every like. Every guy ever played for the Hurricanes. One of my favorite, one of, one of my favorite players. I up. mean, what, what are you going to say bro. to me, Artie? 
What that's just like Jared talking about the Atlanta Braves. Oh, he's like an all-time great Atlanta Brave. Like he's one of my favorite Braves. I mean, there there's some out there that I'm like, eh, I don't really care about. But when it comes when it comes to the Canes, yeah, I mean, Chad LaRose, one one of those, like I said, just one of those guys. Artie, that's the thing. I like the deep cuts. Mm. I like the deep cuts, the ones that not everybody knows about, but he had an impact, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was like a third liner, fourth liner. Only the home fans would know about him. Right. And, I mean, he played all, all eight seasons in Carolina. But, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, Chad LaRose, number 59. One-time Stanley Cup champ. That that's the only like accolade that he has, because he won <laughs> he won the cup in in 05, 06. Like it. Um, yeah. All right, Artie. Let's uh let's get let's get rolling. But first, the Boneyard Podcast is proud to be members of the Variety Sports Podcast Network. Go check them out. Lots of great content. The college football show is up and running. We're gonna. As far as I know, the, the plan is is we're going to be doing some call-ins throughout the season to talk about ECU during some of the big big games during the during the season, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna try to do a kind of like a college game day style show mm-hmm. where we look into other places and and call take calls from all over the country. Um, so stay tuned for that. Lot, lots of great things happening with that. Plus, I mean, you got the NFL show. We got a fantasy football show. I'm gonna be. Uh, I gotta. I gotta remember when our draft is. We're gonna do a live stream of our fantasy football draft in, in the Variety Sports Network, and I'll I'll be a part of that. So, um, stay tuned. Lot lots of cool things happening there. Also, while you're at it, subscribe to them on on YouTube, but also subscribe to us. Go subscribe. Hit that subscribe button right now if you're watching. It's somewhere down yeah. here, it's like right here. Okay, hit that subscribe button. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, whatever, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a follow. Give us a subscription. Leave us a five star review. Also, if you want to stay up to date with all of our content, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at Boneyard Podcast. Also, on TikTok at Boneyard Podcast. Do it, guys. I mean, we're, we're putting out quality content here. Just do yourself a favor. Go. We got a lot of cool stuff planned. There's a lot of things in the works. We we had some – we went to media day last week, and we, we had some business discussions. We, we didn't just talk – Yeah, we did. We didn't just talk to the players, to the coaches. There were some business discussions being had about possibly doing some live shows on game day. In in, uh, in Greenville, so uh, we'll we'll be we'll be announcing that and hopefully coming up with some of that here soon. Um, but Artie, let's get started. ECU Media Day, we just talked about. We went down. I mean, we drove three hours to spend an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like an hour. This is an hour. We got an hour of media day. But hey, that that's all that's all we get, right? And hung out with Coach Houston. Coach Harrell, Coach K, talk to the players. Some interesting. Uh, a lot of a lot of these media personalities, a lot of the media people in Greenville, they'll ask all these boring questions. Yeah, I mean, I was talking the Barbie movie with Alex Flynn, talking to Mason Garcia about his dog. Yeah, 
Artie, what was your takeaway from from media day? Yeah, I mean, for for as short as it was, it it was a good time to kind of get up there, see these guys, see how the mentality is, see what the what the work ethic has been like. Um, my biggest takeaway is very business like, very political. I, I think, especially Coach Houston, he came up there, you know, kind of kind of like President Houston, just just real political, not really given, you know, maybe the answers that you want to hear, but he definitely didn't give any answers that would make you caused a pause. Um, real political, real real business-like, especially the players are also very, very focused. They look laser sharp, um, understanding the tasks they have in front of them as far as Michigan and just this, you know, non-conference slate in its entirety. I mean, the first three games of the season are, are, are gone. Um, so my biggest takeaway was definitely business-like mentality. Let's get to the season. We know we have a lot of roster turnover. We know, you know there's a lot of uncertainty going into this season, losing a lot of good guys. But the ones that are here, we're ready. So, yeah, I, I I thought the same. I mean, I wasn't excited about some of the answers that we got about. Yeah, yeah. Who who's the starter? I mean, we all kind of have an idea of who the starter is, but let, let's let's put it let's put it in writing, put right? It, yeah. Who yeah. who who's gonna, who's it gonna be? I mean, we're 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 a week out. Put put it to bed. Who's 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 the, who's the one? Like, and it, that may be that may be some chess from. Coach Houston, Coach Donnie K, but um, to me, to me, it's almost a no-brainer. But I, I don't know. Alex Flynn has had a, from what I hear, from what I've seen, he's had a great, he's had a great uh, training camp, mm-hmm. which is great. You want that, yes, yeah. But if you were to, <laughs> how do you not make Mason Garcia the starter? Dude's been here. I mean, going on what his fourth year now, and he's been the bona fide backup every and single get, one. And yeah, he's been the he's been the backup. He's stayed. He's had every opportunity to leave. To me, he's your starter. To me, he's your starter, right? Alex Flynn, great guy. He he's he's the. How do I say this? Alex Flynn, to me, is the epitome of, of what a backup quarterback is. Locker room guy, not going to make any noise, here for the team. He, he's he got skill, but he's... Going to get better, going to work hard, going to push the guys around him. Exactly. He's not, he, he's, not, he's not it. He doesn't have it. And look, I love talking to Alex Flynn when we were there last week. We've talked with him a couple of other times to me, Alex Flynn is, and who knows coach Houston. He said he'll, they'll announce one before the game. So, I mean, I, I expect when the depth chart comes out Tuesday or Wednesday this week, it'll say Mason Garcia, or it'll say Alex Flynn and maybe coach Houston, coach, coach Donnie K. Um, make me look bad after this podcast and say, Hey, it's Alex Flynn. When I talked to him, he didn't seem to have the, he didn't seem to have the, like, mm, like the, I, I don't know. Like he didn't seem to have like that excitement of I'm going to be, I could be a starter in FBS. I, I could be a college football starter. Right. He didn't have that. He seemed kind of 
he seemed kind of shy, like shying away from it. And I, I, that's what that's what I took away. Look, we're a players podcast. We love the players. I'm not going to say anything bad about the players. But when I was sitting there talking to him and it was just him and I face to face across the table, it didn't seem like he had that confidence to be the starter. When I sat down and talked to Mason Garcia, I asked him, I said, I said, what do you do at, what do you do in your free time? The first thing he said was I've got my nose in the playbook. I haven't gotten away from the playbook. All I've done this training camp is study, practice, work out, and sleep. He said, I'm ready. That's what I want. And look, this is this is no shot at Alex Flynn whatsoever. No. Let's 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 call a spade a spade. If Alex Flynn is the starter, we are in deep shit. I'm just gonna be honest with you. If Mason Garcia <laughs> has it, if he hasn't matured at this point to be the guy, if he isn't the clear cut bona fide guy after being in this pro- program this long and sitting behind a whole nailers this long, we are in deep shit. So yeah, it, it it's Mason. And to me, Mason, he is uh, and I get Coach didn't want to come out there and say it. He's the clear-cut guy. He's the winner. He's the one. And he would have to literally go out there and just play awful, I think, to lose that starting game. The only thing that I could think, Artie, is if if the, if this coaching staff was like, hey, we don't want to put Mason in a position where he can get hurt week one against you know the number two team in the country – but if you're doing that, if you're doing that, no, nah, that's that, that's that's why, not why, why are we strapping up? Why are we playing football? Then? Yeah, no, you go out there to bang bodies and to give a hit. Sometimes you got to take a hit. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And, um... Yeah, don't, don't, don't shelter Mason from that competition. Put him out there in the fire. <laughs> and let's, let's see what he's got. So, that, that's the only reason I could, I could see is if, but if they do that, if they do that, they shouldn't even be allowed back on the bus. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's, that's running and hiding. That's that's running and hiding. I don't and I don't see this coaching staff doesn't have that in it. They they got back. No, they're not. They're not going to do that. I mean, we're not we're not going up there just for a payday, right? So, what else did you take away from from media day? Um, didn't learn anything about the special teams, but that's okay. <laughs> we pulled, <laughs> well, Coach Doust was an absolute like that guy's gone through seer training or something. Like, <laughs> he could have been <laughs> being waterboarded and would, would not give you anything. We got three kickers we like. It's a good competition. Good com- working hard. <laughs> hey, cool. That's great, Coach. I, I know they've been working hard. I know it's a good competition. I know it's going to be a, a difficult decision to make. <laughs> it, so, so we we both know it, it's probably. I'm guessing it's Andrew Conrad. Yeah. I'm. I'm get he. 
he seems like he's got the swagger. But then again, I said that about Owen Daffer last year. Right, and, and I was a complete disaster. So, you know, we'll, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Now, did talk to a friend of the podcast, Trip Smith, uh, after, I mean, he's been, he took last season off, of course, dealing with, dealing with uh, his cancer treatments. So, talk to him. He's in good spirits. He's back. He's fully cleared. Excited to see him out there. Um, so yeah, shout out Trip Smith. He he wouldn't give me anything either. I've had I've had a lot of in depth conversations with Trip off the record, and he he wouldn't give me nothing. Yeah, nothing. So um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot that's going to come out this uh, in the, in this next week. Who's going to be the kicker? And who's going to be the starter? If I had to put my money on it, it's it's Conrad and it's Mason Garcia. Uh, I I don't see unless unless you brought in this transfer kicker, um, Jerry Rice from VMI to be your kicker, not Jerry Rice of you know, yeah, we know NFL Hall of Fame, but <laughs> uh, another thing I took away already, Rajay Harris. Yes. I mean, it's good. It's being good spirits too. I love talking to that guy. I can yeah. talk. To, I can talk to him just about life all day. Rajay's awesome. I mean, all day. And talking to him, we we talked to him a little bit about Keen Mitchell. Talked to him about his injury, his comeback, the one percent, and all in all. That's a that's a guy that I want I want fighting for me and who knows I mean I I think we talked do we talk about last week with uh Ali coming back from his knee injury that sometimes coming back from a knee injury it takes a little bit of time mm-hmm. to get back up right and and talking with him talking with Rajay it seemed like he was still going one hundred one percent right. All the time. So, now, I I will say this. I will add this little caveat. As when we were talking about Mason, maybe not uh, starting for the Michigan game. I do think it needs to be running back by community for the Michigan game this upcoming week. I wouldn't have Rajay being the you know lead workhorse you know for the entire game because you just don't want him to get you re injured or or just just abuse him by uh, basically the best D line he's going to see in all of college football. So I definitely think that should be a rotating running back by committee. Definitely week one. Probably going forward anyway. But and I I think that I mean, just looking at it, the running back room is probably the deepest room on this team. Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, you got Jay Bond, you got Marlon Gunn, you got Rajay, you got some other depth pieces there that I mean, don't be surprised if you see three or four running backs. For ECU next week. I mean, Marlon Gunn. I I never stood next to Marlon, and I stood next to him on at Media Day, and he doesn't seem big. I, I don't know what his his stats are, but he just he just seemed like a bowling ball. Yeah. Most most running backs have very deceitful uh, strength, and they got they got tree trunks for legs. A lot of them do. Marlon Gunn, 5'11", 210 pounds, out of Baton Rouge, 
Louisiana. Baton Rouge. Ain't no small guy. Ain't no small guy. One of the questions I liked asking Artie was, have you thought about scoring a touchdown in the big house? Have you, like, that's that's a dream for a lot of kids growing up. Yeah. Going to college and then maybe scoring a, a touchdown in one of the college football meccas, right? Right. And I, I asked him, I said, what? I asked him, I asked Rajay, Mason, Josiah, Jalen Johnson. I asked them all the same question. Have you thought about scoring a touchdown in the big house? Have you dreamed about that? And every single one of them was like, that would be insane. Now, if it's Marlon Gunn, if Marlon Gunn scores a touchdown in the big house, that'll be his first touchdown in his career. Wow. Can you imagine first touchdown in your career comes in the big house? On the road. That's crazy. Mm. It's gonna, that's what's going to happen. Opening drive, ECU's going to take the ball 75 yards, eat up about <laughs> seven minutes o'clock, and Marlon Gunn is going to punch it into the end zone, calling it. Um, anything else on, on media day already? I mean, all in all. Good day. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, very business-like mentality, but it was good talking to a lot of those guys, talking to the coaches. Um, I, I really have nothing else to add on. Yeah, I mean, always good. We caught up with coaches. Always good to catch up with Coach Harrell for another podcast. Yeah. Uh, lover of, of good beer. Um, he, he reiterated to me, Artie. He said, this is the most athletic defense I've ever had. And I like I like to hear that. I like to hear that. So we'll find out. We're gonna find out. It's not the it's not the front seven I'm, I'm worried about too too much. It's that it's that back four. So. Oh yeah. But Julius Wood and talking to Julius Wood and Tegan Wilk. Um they, studs, they seem the what's that? I said two studs, by the way. The one of the most interesting takeaways from the entire media day that I had was talking to Tegan Wilk and him just out and saying, Yeah, I want I want a tattoo on my head. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> we were we were talking tattoos and, and he was like, Yeah, like I want to get my foot done, my kneecaps done. Oh, his and kneecaps. I want one of my what the hell does he want to put on his kneecaps? Well, he's got the leg sleeve, and he just needs his knee to finish it off. Tegan Wilk is addicted to pain. Got the got the. <laughs> he's got the stomach tattoo. Yeah, he, he likes he likes pain. I mean, I asked him. I said, "How many tattoos do you have?" And he said, "I don't even know." <laughs> this is a nineteen-year-old kid. Doesn't know how many <laughs> tattoos he has. He's already playing D1 football. He's, he's popping pads every single day. This, this kid likes pain. <laughs> and is- he said, I want to get the top of my foot done. I was like, what are you talking about? That's masochist right there. That That's a masochist right there. Oh, Artie. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit of App State. Let, let's preview App State season. We went out of order last week. We're, we're, Gonna jump back in time this week, yep. right? We're, we're or really we're gonna fast forward, I guess, 
that's a conundrum, right? Like the game happens after the one we previewed last week, but we should have previewed it last week. So are we jumping back in time or are we fast forwarding? My brain can't handle that right now. Let's just let's just do the app preview. Artie. Are we going back or are we going forward? It's, it's two steps back, on one, two steps back, one step forward. How about that? Um, App State last year finished six and six, three and five in, in conference. Um, played a nail biter. The state of North Carolina last year, week one, was absolutely insane when it came to non conference football with NC State. At ECU, coming down to a, a last-second field goal. Carolina, uh, App State, that, that game went to overtime, right? Yeah, it went to like yeah. two or three overtimes. Yeah, we went to a few overtimes, yeah. Uh, North Carolina, edges, App State, 63-61. Of course, we know what happened in, in Greenville. Don't need to talk about it. But two very tight games amongst, I would say, some of the – the top four fan bases in college football in the state of North Carolina. And um, yeah, I mean, that that's what, that's why we need, we need more in-state non-conference games. NC State, Carolina, ECU app need to play each other on some kind of rotation every single year. It, it, it should happen. It absolutely should happen. Agreed. I mean, when you talk college football, those are the four biggest college football fan bases for sure in this state. So, yeah, that should absolutely be happening. Yeah. So, all in all, I mean, you lose that game, then you go on the road in front of the 12th man, Kyle Field. You stunned Texas A&M. But Texas A&M was cheeks last year. Right. Like, no, I mean, you know, you went to Calfield and, and beat Texas A&M, but yeah, they weren't good. At the time, Artie, it was like, oh, shit. Like, this is like, it's not on the same level as App State beating Michigan. It was close. Well, and it was ranked six. There, there was they were number six in the country at that time. Maybe. Once again, showing that preseason rankings don't mean shit. Texas A&M finished, what, four and seven, four and eight? Yeah, uh, to their credit, they should not have finished that bad because I mean they had the, they had the greatest recruiting class in the history of football, but they were all freshmen too. So yeah, Texas A and M beat beat you beat them seventeen fourteen, beat Troy, who I believe went on to win the Sun Belt last year, thirty two to twenty eight. The next weekend, lose to James Madison by the same score, thirty two to twenty eight, blow out the Citadel, former home of of coach Houston and, and staff lose to at Texas state. <laughs> you beat Georgia state. Cool. You beat Robert Morris. Okay. Whatever. Lose to coastal Carolina who <clears throat> got dog walked in the Birmingham bowl by none, none other than, you know, the East Carolina pirates lost to Marshall Squeaked by, I'll, I'll say squeaked by. You you win by thirteen against Old Dominion, a team that 
also got dog walked by East Carolina. And then you lose in double overtime to Georgia Southern. Just roller coaster. And All year, everybody was talking, oh, the Sun Belt, the Sun Belt, the Sun Belt. Sorry about it, guys. The Sun Belt, to me, still isn't isn't jack shit. Nobody, like, I don't care about the Sun Belt. Okay? And... Not a bad conference, though. I mean, it's... It's not a no. bad conference. It's not it's not the it's not on the same level as Conference USA or the Mac. Right. But it's still not at the same level as the American. Even this year. Yeah. So to me, I don't know. Like everybody's talking about, oh, they went six and six, three and five in the Sun Belt. Didn't play in a bowl game. I don't know. They'll be better than last year. How much better? I think by win. You know, I think six and six, they go they'll improve to seven and five. Eight and four, I think at best. But I don't think App State's really gonna be, you know, well, surprising anybody this season. The their win total over under is seven and a half. Looking at their season this year, or the schedule this year, they got Gardner Webb. Week one, cool. On the road at Carolina, they start one and one. Yeah. East Carolina rolls in. Look, guys, App State has 20 – they lost 28 guys to either graduation or transfers from last year. So this is what I don't understand. ECU lost a lot, but App State also lost a lot. So why are we talking about ECU needing to really, like, rebuild when they're backfilling, but App State lost more. Yeah, they brought in some they brought in a bunch of power five transfers, but that don't mean jack shit most of the time. It it just doesn't. When I when I saw that number, I, I thought I was like, wow, okay, they lost twenty eight or they graduated twenty eight and then fourteen transferred out. I mean that's just yeah a big so number. They, that that's forty two guys. <laughs> See, that, that that is most that's half your roster. Yeah. That is a huge roster. Hall. But you brought in eight transfers from Power Five schools. Make it make sense. Why? Why are we saying that they have a better shot than ECU? Their their QB is a redshirt freshman, no yeah. experience. Yeah, you've got you've got a decent offensive lineman coming in from Georgia. Yeah, the, the own line is solid. Their, their own line is solid. Their run game is going to be solid. They've got an unproven redshirt freshman who looks like he's going to be Ryan Berger. He looks like he's going to be the starter. And then their defense is eh. So. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be I, – I have a feeling this is going to be a shootout. Which defense can make the stop? Right, and I, I think that this that's what we're going to see. Um, but also, it's the third week of a of a quarterback that hasn't really proven anything. Yeah. So, and we could say the same thing about Mason Garcia, but 
But at least Mason Garcia at that point will have a start over Michigan and a start over Marshall. Two teams that are in position to likely win their conference this year. And while we're on the subject of App State, I just want to say how absurd the ticket pricing is at Appalachian State. Because I'm looking at all of ECU's other ticket prices. I mean, you can still get tickets to the Michigan game for like 45 to 50 bucks. Any of, all of their other games are within 30 to 70 bucks at the highest, right? And that's saying still going to be purple. Lowest ticket price is $260. What the fuck? It's absurd. That's absurd. We see what you're trying to do. It's I, not going to work. I, I, I also have App State as, as my walk the plank in a little bit. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, I mean, overall, App State, they're, they're – I don't know. Their athletic program, to me, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. We're, we're still waiting to get our credentials, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> No, I, I, I respect the hell of State. I respect their football program. Uh, I have no hate towards them. I think it's a gentleman's robbery that we have at State. No, nah, fuck them. <laughs> I don't feel towards App State the same way I feel towards NC State. That's a, that's well, a no. real hate towards NC State. Right? No. I don't feel that way towards that. But yeah, still, fuck them. Yeah, I mean, fuck them. All right, so they play, they play Gardner-Webb, play Carolina. Play us at home. They start one and two. Start one and two. Like I, nothing about app, nothing about app state scares me. Well, it shouldn't. Like I said, this is the most uncertain team they've had in a while. I mean, last year's team was not supposed to finish this at six. They were supposed to be a lot better than that six to six record that they had. Um, so, I mean, this year's team is the uncertainty that you don't know what you're going to get out of app state. Right. Then they what a what a interesting one. They travel up to Wyoming, yeah, and, and play Wyoming. That, that's an interesting one. That is an interesting matchup. Then on the road at ULM, it's a dub. They have the off week. Back home against Coastal Carolina, L. I don't know. Is Coastal supposed to be good this year? Yeah they they got they still got Grayson McCall. They're, that coastal team's gonna. My my oh, guess is coastal's gonna push also for for a conference title this year. It's in boom though. The game is in boom. So so is ECU app and I think I think ECU's still better than coastal. I think that'd be a good one. I, I do think that game. I mean, that, those games are always good. App and coastal. So y'all and and for that game, guys, if you're looking for it, you know on. Primetime college football nights, like Thursday, Saturday, maybe even a Friday here and there. Playing on a Tuesday. Tuesday night. Hey, but look, they're going to be the only game on. They're not going to have any competition. 7.30 on a Tuesday night on ESPN2. You want to talk about minor leagues? If you're playing on a Tuesday night, that's the minor leagues. Jared, they're going to get a lot of eyeballs, right? They're not going to have any competition. There's nothing. Nothing is on television on Tuesday night. Nothing is on television. And on ESPN, too, they're going to get a lot of eyeballs. They're, they're on on Tuesday night, and they can't even get ESPN. <laughs> Come on, Artie. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They're not on the they're not on the flagship channel. They're on People ESPN. Might as well put them on ESPN the Ocho. People are gonna be watching that game. So not shit comes on a Tuesday night. Nothing. People are gonna watch Already, it. What, what's gonna happen is nobody's gonna remember or nobody's gonna think about that game going on because nobody's gonna care. That could also happen too. People will be like, oh, there's a game tonight? It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. I I gotta watch the Braves beat up on the wild card team in the postseason. Hockey's about to start. <sighs> or hockey just started. I gotta watch the Canes. I'm, I don't give a shit about App State Coastal. On a Tuesday night? It's gonna get more eyeballs than you think, though. It's it's gonna get more eyeballs than you think. It, it absolutely is. And both of those have a decent brand at this point. Like it's not like it's nobody it's out of nobody out of Conway or Boone. Give a shit about this game, Artie. It's, it's not UMass, UConn, all right? It's, these two schools have a decent brand. People are going to watch the game. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> then they go on the road at Old Dominion. Then they come home at, against Southern Miss. That's an L. They're going to lose yep. to Southern Miss. Southern Miss is going to be good. Yeah, and they scheduled good. Southern Miss for a homecoming. Big, big mistake. Big mistake. Um, then they play Marshall. Then they go yeah, down the. Tur- What's that? I was just saying again, it's another toss up game. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really think it's a toss up. I think Marshall's Marshall's better than App State. Okay. Then they go on the road at Georgia State, Turner Field, Center Park Stadium. Then they go. Here's another L. James Madison. L. Georgia Southern at home to close out the season. I'll, I'll give it to them. They they may they'll win a game on on Senior Day. Sure, whatever. But nobody cares. What's the record? What's the twenty twenty three record? The over under seven and a half. There's one. When the Wyoming game's a toss-up, they win ULM. I think they lose to Coastal Carolina. So I've got them two, three, four. I got them at six and six again. Okay. Like I, I think their ceiling is seven and five. I think their yeah, ceiling is seven and five. Mm-hmm. I also could see them going four and eight. I don't think it'll be that bad. I don't think it'll be that bad. Or five and seven. Like I, I think that they they could be five and seven or they could be seven and five. Like they're they're not gonna have eight wins. A lot of these teams that that you know you said they're gonna lose to, these teams could also have disappointing seasons too. Like it's not like they're they're a lock to be the I mean, spell of the world. So James Madison, Marshall, Southern Miss, and Coastal Carolina are Honest or 
pretty far ahead, in my opinion, of App State right now. I think James Madison is the only way to set up for I, I really just think it's James Madison. I, to me, they're, they're, they're far away ahead. Like they're, and, and I think they're going to carry the, the anger from not being able to play for anything last year into this season. James I Madison should be something. Can they play for anything this year? Aren't they still on, on probation? I thought it was up this year. They're still on that probation. I, mean, I thought it was two years. That's absurd. If it's if it's another year, that's 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 absolutely absurd. That's just dumb. Can't do these kids like that. But I mean, Marshall. Okay, it, it's... They're not like coastal to me. They're just not far and away ahead. Like dude, these, these are not teams that are going to rip off ten on the wins. These are seven, eight win ball clubs. They're good, decent teams. They're not great teams. So I, I think these games with Apple are going to be toss ups. There's a two year transition period. And last year was their first year in FBS. That's crazy. That's absurd. You can't do these kids and coaches like that. That's just dumb. That's just dumb. They're the best team in the conference, and they can't even play for nothing. That is that's just dumb. What does it say that the best team in your conference is only a year removed from being FCS? But yeah, you're on the same level as the American. It's like North Dakota State. I mean, it. Freaking yeah, okay. The okay. They recruit well. Let me ask you, Artie. Is this the most important James game Madison of the season? Right now. What? James Madison will be DC right now. James, Maybe. James Madison. James I, Madison. I'm saying James Madison's going to be app. I, <laughs> but, like, that's still, like, the best team in your conference. We have, I mean, UT San Antonio. They're not beating UT San Antonio. No, no, I can be San Antonio. They're probably not beating Tulane. They're probably not beating SMU. It's going to be a close one with us. Close one with Memphis. Probably beat UAB. But they're not at the top of our conference. They're, they're a middle of the pack team in our conference. Yeah, they're fighting for a third or fourth spot. They're not the top team in the conference. I would agree with that. But Whereas, still, I mean, they're the top team in the Sun Belt. That's true. But they're still not a bad team. They're I'm not saying team. they're a bad team. I'm just saying, top to bottom, the American, the American is better. We established the American Conference is still a better conference than the right. Sun Belt. Okay. Then why are we arguing? We're not arguing. <laughs> Artie, is this App State game the most important game of ECU season? No, because it's still too early in the season. But if I had to – okay, let me rephrase it then. Is this the game – yes, you want to win all of them. But is this the game that we want to win the most? I will agree with that because it is App. And the last time we played App, we lost to App. And they're going to be talking a lot of shit. And their fan base is – can be very annoying, especially when they get on the road with you. And so I would agree that, yes, this app game definitely is the most important. As far as just regional rivalries and just kind of bragging rights and getting one up on app. And this is, you know, this is one of those rivalries where, you know, we 
have a losing record in. You know, we're used to having the winning record or being close, being tied in a lot of these matchups that we have. We're 12 and 20 against App State all time. So this is definitely one of those rivalries you want to get back. You know, you want to you want to start winning some of these games. And if you can go to Boone, North Carolina and get a get a game in app. Yeah, I would say it's the most important in terms of that. Um in terms of our season as a whole, I mean, it's still very early in the season. So, I mean, it's, it's not really going to impact too, too much about how we're going to finish. But I will say as far as just mentality, the rivalry, the pageantry of it, the fan bases, yes, yeah, the most important game. I mean, this rivalry goes back to 1932. Yeah, it's almost a 100-year rivalry. And so- yes – App State is 20 and 12 against us. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of those wins already came prior to 1952. Well, we don't play a lot. So I mean, we hadn't played up until the, up until the 21 season. In the last, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, in the last seven games, ECU's six and one. So, not not too worried about it. Then again, that also dates back to 1976, which I don't understand why anybody ever is like, oh, what what's your all-time record against us? Well, it doesn't really matter. What, what have you done for me lately? In this millennium, already ECU's two and one against them. Okay. I digress. <laughs> it's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good time. The atmosphere is going to be great. I hate that I can't be up there. Well, we might be up there. We yes. might be up there. I ain't paying $260 to go sit in a high school Ooh. football stadium, though. That's what I'm not going to do. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm not going to do. I have a great couch, a great television. Instead of paying two hundred sixty dollars to go to Boone, North Carolina, but we'll see. I was going to say something, but I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say something. What you got to say, Jerry? Say with your chest. Uh, I can't. I can't say it on here. I don't want to be recorded saying what I was about to say. It's got FCC Airways. You got it. Yeah, but already, we'll, we'll we'll move along. Uh, <laughs> FPI, the FPI predictions, probabilities came out. Yeah, already. So ECU's. Win total over under is five and a half. Looking at FP at ESPN's FPI, they have us favored in five games this season. The FPI has moved a little bit in the Michigan game in, in a positive way for ECU. It was at like three and a half percent. Now it's at 5.2%. They're giving Look, us 5%. So you're telling me there's a chance. Five point two percent. That's actually pretty high. I, I actually thought it was gonna be like something around two to two to three percent. So Marshall, forty four point nine percent. Okay. App State, forty seven point three percent. Okay. I mean Gardner Webb, ninety eight and a half percent. <laughs> um, Rice fifty six point three percent. A little low for Rice. 
they, they got they got uh who JT Daniels slinging the rock. That may be the only reason. I, I don't I don't think Rice is anything to be concerned about. JT Daniels can't play quarterback at the college level. SMU, thirty nine point seven percent on a Thursday night in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. They got us at thirty nine point seven percent chance to win. Nah, bump it up. ECU wins that game. UNC Charlotte, seventy two point six percent. I already, I think, I think some, we're gonna try to get Savannah to this game, this UNC Charlotte game. That's homecoming. Homecoming. So uh, stay tuned. UTSA on the road at San Antonio, twenty nine percent. I'll take that. Here's the one that maybe shocked me the most out of all of them. Tulane, yes, it's at home, 42.8%. I mean, we're talking a team that is a preseason top 25 team. Means I don't have a lot of faith in uh, Tulane this year. But why not? I mean, Tulane didn't lose much, if anything. I don't know. I don't think it was just a fluke season. I, I think Tulane's been building something for a while. FAU, 49.8%. That's, hey, I mean, that's a toss-up. I, I get it. And then you close out the season at Navy, 61.2%. Tulsa, 69.5%. Yeah. Which of these games, already do you think is – Maybe, how do you say it? the most off, right? Like, it could be the UTSA, hey, I think we should be at actually at like 14%. Or it could be, hey, I think we should be at 90% over UNC Charlotte. Or I think we're actually, we shouldn't be favored here. Wh- yeah. Which of these games do you, do you feel is maybe the most off? To me, I mean, SMU sitting at thirty nine percent. That that's definitely, um, yeah, that's a look. <laughs> I, I I think that's a push. I think that's a push game. Yeah, that's 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 super low in my opinion. UNC Charlotte should definitely be in the eighties, um, at least mid eighties, if not nineties. I mean, seventy two percent of UNC. We're gonna. We, I mean, we should dog walk UNC Charlotte because um, they're still a rebuilding team. The rest of these honestly look for UTSA twenty nine percent. I mean, yeah, that's that's in in San Antonio and Alamo Dome. That that seems fair. Tulane at forty-two, you know, basically forty-two and a half. I, th- I thought that would be. I thought that would be closer to the SMU. Yeah, like Which I thought I mean, in the thirties. Uh, I, I thought that would be thirty-six, thirty-seven. Yeah, the rest of these seem pretty accurate to me. That SMU one is, is the one I'm like, okay, that's that's a little low. The only one that I could maybe call out is Navy, just because it's Navy, and we all know how that goes. But also, Navy doesn't. They've got a new coaching staff, so who knows what's going to happen with Navy? Navy's going to give us fits. It doesn't matter who's there. Or who's playing? Navy's going to give us fits. I hate Navy. <laughs> They're going to give us fits. A lot of people have Tulsa as a sleeper team in the American, having us at nearly 70% to beat them. I like that. Tulsa, they're one of those programs. They're not going to be terrible for too long. I just don't think they get back this year. I, I hate Tulsa, it's too. one year away. Tulsa is one of those teams that I always forget is in the American. I yes, like <laughs> say, oh, that's right. They are, they are there. I forgot about those. They play for some conference championships too. But like you just you forget that they're there. I forget them. I forget 
uh, Temple sometimes. To be honest with you, I've, there's been plenty of times where I forget Southern South Florida or Southern Florida, whatever they call them. Like the Bulls. The Bulls. Um, all right. ECU over under five and a half wins this year, Artie. I'm going to take the over. I, I think we go six and six. I think seven and five. I think East Carolina goes six and six this year. They did take a little bit of a step back just because of everything that's going on with trying to rebuild and stay and maintain, but I think they get it. I think they get six and six. We talked earlier about taking a step forward and two steps back. I think you take two steps forward here and then take one step back. I think that that's going to be kind of the, the tail of the season, right? Look, you go into Michigan, you keep it close. I, I saw earlier that I think it's Odd Shark has has ECU at at about a um, 80% chance to cover against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Look, that line right now is like 36 and a half. I think ECU covers. I think ECU loses that game. I think they lose, but I think they lose it by maybe two touchdowns, 10 points, something like that. Maybe 17, but I don't think they lose by 36 or 37. But then I think you, I do think you beat Marshall and App State. I, I do. I, I I really do. I think you start the season three and one. And, but then you start, you probably start the season really four and one. And, but then that back half of the season is a gauntlet. I could also see us starting two and three, but I, I think the first half of the conference or first half of the season, you have a very good chance to put yourself in a very good position to build momentum make some noise in the conference and say, Hey, we're, we're not going to be a pushover team where we're losing, where people are saying, Oh, we're going to definitely lose to UTSA or Tulane. Yeah. We're probably not going to be favored in those games, but I don't think that I still believe you, you win two of the games between Tulane, UTSA and SMU. I still, I still believe that. Well, Jim, I mean, we talking about win nine games. <laughs> we start four. No, I, 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 I think because I, I do think you lose. Okay, you lose. Probably lose to one of UTSA or Tulane. You lose to Navy because you just do that. You're ECU. <laughs> um, and then realistically, I don't think we start four and one, but I wouldn't be surprised. So you I mean, get these teams early. You know, it's good that you get Marshall app early. Yeah. I like that. The, the Michigan game, I don't even really care about the, the final score. I just want to see sustained drives. I want to see some consistency on both sides of the ball. I want to look competent, right? I mean, I, I think people may focus too much on the score. We need to just go up there and look like a competent, competing football team. That's what I care about. I can't wait till they do a, a live cut-in on, on ESPN to this game. I know it's on Peacock, but they're going to say, oh, no, look at look at this game. ECU trails Michigan by a touchdown with five minutes left. I can't wait till that. that I would love that. That would Absolutely. be – like, I, I get it. I just – I don't see us getting blown out at Michigan. I, I, I just – ECU – this ECU team is not the team – 
the ECU team of years past, where they get blown out by by the only the only caveat to that is this is like, and I'm not just saying this come a Michigan fan, but like this is the best Michigan team that I can remember since I was little, just like those. You know, Josh Hart, you know, Michigan teams of 2005, 2006, those Rose Bowl Michigan teams. Like, this team is loaded, absolutely loaded. So, I think ECU, like, they, they've got to if, – if if they're not ready to, to go to war from, like, open kick, I mean, you, you can't settle into this game. Like, it's, it's opening kick. Like, we got you got to bring it to – you're going to kick us close. There's no settling into this game. There's no, oh, let's just get to the second half. No, like, you got you to gotta bring out all the stops – from opening kick if you're going to keep it close with Michigan in the big house. Otherwise, they're going to get steamrolled. So you got to you got to be able to, you know, whatever, whatever Coach Houston, whatever Donnie K got, you know, Coach Hill, they got cooked up, trick plays, this, that, and the third, it's going to have to happen from the jump. So. Because hmm. you go into, if ECU goes into the locker room at halftime down more than 10, they're going to get steamrolled in the second half. David versus Goliath. Of course it's David versus Goliath. This, you got to remember, this is a coaching staff that at one point took, I believe at that time, number one Alabama to halftime, tied 10 to 10. This coaching staff. I remember that They've game. been there. They've been there. They know what to tell these guys. So, but hey, Artie, we're gonna do. We're gonna talk more about this game. We don't want to. Let's not blow our load here, just yet <laughs> on, on Michigan, because we got a whole other podcast to do later this week. Facts, where we talk week one college football, and I think we're gonna do a live stream, Artie. I think we're gonna start live streaming these episodes during the during previewing these games. So stay tuned for that. We'll probably be live streaming on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So check us out. All right, Artie. Um, let's do, let's do a quick gambling and then we'll do walk the plank and get the hell out of here. Let's do it. Uh, Navy, Notre Dame in Dublin. That's today. The podcast should drop before that game starts. Notre Dame's a 20 and a half point favorite. Um, I don't see the over under on that game. Anyways, Notre Dame's a 20 and a half point favorite. Yeah. I think, I think it's probably a low scoring game. Um, Number 13 team in the country. Notre Dame, Notre Dame wins, but I think Navy covers. Okay, I I I, I do think Navy covers, and just because there's the style of play, it's probably naturally going to be a slower pace, lower exactly. scoring game. Um, but I mean Notre Dame, they got Sam Hartman. I'm I've always been a Sam Hartman fan. Transfer out of Wake Forest. Um, they're going to win. I don't know if they win by you know twenty nine and a half, whatever it is, but they're going to win. They're going to win by by double digits. All right. Uh, we got some action and Mountain West action tonight. Ohio down to San Diego State. 
San Diego State's a two and a half point favorite. Um, so basically, I push them. I like Ohio here. Okay. Uh, Ohio finished the season pretty pretty decently last year. Yeah, they lost to Toledo. Toledo's a good team, but I mean they beat Wyoming in, in the Barstool Bowl down in down in Arizona. Yeah, I, I, I like Ohio here. Gotcha. Give it Aztecs. If I was a if I was a West Coast kid growing up instead of an East Coast kid, I probably would have wanted to go to San Diego State as a school. So give me the Aztecs. Got a buddy that played baseball at San Diego State for a little bit. All right, and then I mean, already the matchup we've all been looking forward to all summer. All this is the game that everybody's had had on their calendars. Hawaii at Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt. I don't know if you've seen the pictures already. Vanderbilt. One of the end zones is a construction site. <laughs> That's right, because they're doing renovations onto the uh, on the stadium. Vanderbilt's a seventeen and a half point favorite. <laughs> Um, the over under is 55 and a half. Already what I'll say. This is a Vanderbilt team that last year beat Florida and Kentucky. Neither one of those schools were that good. Florida finished six and six. I don't know. Kentucky finished. It wasn't that good. Vandy's going to be better though. Vandy, Vandy will be better. But Vandy being better is like a ceiling of seven wins. So. I don't know. All I know is if, you, if you're watching this game, you're probably a you're sicko, sick. too. You're, you're sick. I'm not watching the whole live I don't care. I don't care. All right. Artie, walk the plank. You got one? Uh, Yeah, I, I, I busted my load earlier. It's, it's the App State ticket pricing. That would, that would, that would be my walk the plank. That's just All right. Mine's also going to be App State, but a different reason. And honestly, they're screwing their students. So App State has announced this past week that they're restricting student tailgating at the student mm-hmm. tailgate lot, right? So you think of ECU's equivalent to like the SPC lot down yeah. at the bottom of College Hill. What's that, the B lot? Imagine if ECU came out and was like, okay, to get one of these tailgate spots, you have to be in a student organization. And the only people that can be in that tailgate spot are in that organization. Mm. Imagine that. I mean, that would be like going back to when we would go to over to the, the car wash and all the fraternities were over there. Hey, those were the days. Those were the days. But that would be like ECU saying, Every parking spot in the student parking lot or the SPC lot has to be done by, I don't know, the furry committee. <laughs> and this is not, that's not a shot at the furry committee. They like to tailgate too, but <laughs> what are we doing here? They can't set up early either, right? So they, they, they can't, I mean, which is normal, right? You, the, you go to Bama College Hill, people are waiting to get in the lot. What is it, four hours before the game or five hours before the game? Yeah. Like, people are waiting to get in the lot. Unless they somehow got in the night before, even though they're not supposed to. With that being said, while they're setting up, 
Alcohol is permitted at these tailgates. But while you are setting up the tailgate, you cannot have any alcohol. So you mean to tell me while I'm setting up a grill, while I'm setting up a tent, while I'm unloading the cornhole boards, when I'm unloading the beer dye, I can't I can't have a beer. Well, Jay, you're not gonna be drinking anyway, you'll be setting up. But I hey, don't tell me when I can drink. <laughs> Spoken like a true pirate, man. Spoken like a true damn pirate. So <laughs> let's tell me I can't get sloppy drunk. Who the hell are you? I don't know. <laughs> this is this is bona fide weenie material. <laughs> but I don't expect much more from App State. Hey, look. You know what they like to do in Boone anyway, bro. They they up there getting high. We they care just, about that green. About that ganja. That greenery. That's what they like in Boone. Puff, puff, pass. Um, all right. Yeah, that, that's bullshit. <laughs> People would be so mad at ECU if, if somebody could, if they were like, uh, yeah, you have to be part of the underwater basket weaving club to get a parking pass. And oh, by the way, you have to go to like some, you have to go to a special tailgate training to even be allowed to get a pass. The king of his men stole the queen from her bed. Reason number 200,100 65 why App State is cheeks compared to East Carolina University. Wrap it up, Artie. Hey, as always, Pirate Nation, good episode. But you know what it is. College football's back. We'll see you next week. Wash your hands, wash your butts. Deuce. Peace.